Hi, it's Rockin' John. Now hear this. Well, East Coast girls are hip, I really dig those styles they wear. And the Southern girls with the way they talk, they knock me out when I'm down there. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you... I need somebody Help Not just anybody Help You know I need someone Help When, when I was younger, so I much was younger, younger than today I never, I never needed anybody's help in any way Now, but now these days are gone and I'm not so self-assured Now I find a change of mind and open up the doors Never done before. Help me if you can. I'm feeling down, and I do appreciate you being round. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you please, please help me? When I was younger, so much younger than today. I never needed anybody's help in any way now, But now these days are gone days and are I'm gone. not so self-assured now, now I've changed my mind and opened up the doors Help me if you can, I'm feeling down And I do appreciate you being round Help me get my feet back on the ground See what the 
We started this off with a version of Help that I put together in 1978. And before the Beatles came in, I put on a whole bunch of snippets of other songs and I was splicing it together on my little cassette deck and I had a blast. And the funny thing for me is, is that both my daughters have heard that version for their entire lives. And when they hear the real version, they think something's, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good. And then the next song was uh, Nothing Is Easy by Jethro Tull. Uh, which is a song I used to play in my rock band. Which I find hard to believe that you, that, that song can be played by, like, you know, the teenage rock band. But it was great. Well, I played with really good players. Not oh, that I was a good player, but they let me play with them. Right. And I love stand-up. I, I still think that's probably my favorite Jethro Tull album. And is then, that their first? That was the second, the second album. album. Second, second album. album. First with Martin Barr. Mm-hmm. Then the next song we heard was In For The Night, which was written by the Sanford Townsend Band. And that was one of my favorite almost hits on the FM radio, sort of a southern rockish kind of band, but they were a real band. And the version that we listened to is uh, by Greg Allman and his then wife Cher, who created an album in that came out in 1977. I think it took them about a year and a half to record it uh, because they were breaking up and all that uh, and getting back together. And uh, they were billed as Allman and Woman, and one of the worst t- names I think I've ever heard. But it's actually a pretty good album. It's called um, To the Hard Way. Once again, a ter- terrible album title. But it's actually not a bad album. And um, I played the song In For The Night for John, and he knew it, much to my surprise, from the Sanford Townsend Band. The next song was uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart and Oye Como Va. It was a mashup. I love... It became Owner of a Como Va, <laughs> which kills me. <laughs> well, I love the idea of two songs it existing works. simultaneously. It works. It, it works. <laughs> it's just great. And then you introduced me to a song by Alice Cooper that I had never heard. The Alice Cooper Band, the original Alice Cooper Band. Um, it was actually off their final album in 1973. Uh, it was a uh, five-piece band. And uh, the song is uh, called Hard-Hearted Alice. And it's off their, their final album, which was called Muscle of Love, which came in a cardboard box with stains on it. And the stains were supposed to be there, but... Apparently, record store personnel thought that there was something wrong, and they'd been damaged en route or something. They started sending them back. But anyway, this is a great song uh, by the original Alice Cooper band on their final album. It's called Hard-Hearted Alice. Let's do a segment where we pick forgotten songs from albums that were just multi-million sellers. For example... like album songs on otherwise... uh, Album songs that are kind of forgotten on otherwise unbelievably popular album. Yeah, exactly. I would begin with uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Deja Vu, one song that never, ever got played on the radio, Everybody I Love You. And it sounds just like a great Crosby, Stills & Nash song. We got all the harmonies, the song rocks, it's got focus. I have to admit, if I had to list all the songs on Deja Vu, I'd probably forget that song myself. <laughs> Not that it's a bad song, it's a Stephen Stills, Neil Young composition. You know? But uh, the, another one I would pick uh, from the Jimi Hendrix Are You Experienced album is May This Be Love, which is just a wonderful ballad. It's, it's painterly. I love the tom-toms on the drums. I love the, the panning feedback, of the, the guitar. The use of the feedback. That's, everything about like that musical. song is first rate, but no, it never got played on the radio at all. One of my favorite albums is Elton John's Captain Fantastic album which was his first album to go into the charts at number one. His, the follow-up album also did that. But uh, the Captain Fantastic had the big hit, Someone Saved My Life Tonight, number one through the summer of 1975. But there's a song, the second to last song on the album, which is called We All Fall in Love Sometimes, 
that is absolutely my favorite song or one of my favorites of Elton's in, in his whole career. And what really blew me away is about 20 years ago, I was watching an interview with Elton John. He was talking about his songs and his career. And they asked him what his favorite song was. And I nearly fell out of the chair when he said, we all fall in love sometimes. Out of all the songs he's written, it's a pretty good recommendation. We follow that up with a, a song by Red Hot Chili Peppers. And everybody knows their, their big hit from 19, 1991 called Blood Sugar Sex Magic. That was the name of the album that had uh, Under the Bridge. That was the big breakthrough single for them. And um, Give It Away was on there. There's a song you never, ever hear off that album that is like... The, the all-time groove funk song where just the feel is everything called Apache Rose Peacock, and we're just going to let it speak for itself. Rainbow calling me through 
wise men say Looks like rain today It crackled on the speakers And trickled down the sleepy subway trains The heavy eyes could hardly hold us Aching legs that often told us It's all worth it
First, I'm going to take the best one, okay. and that is uh, Eric Clapton playing on the Beatles while my guitar gently weeps. I think that is one of the great oh, guest shots. The whole setup of that, which was you know there was tension among among the Beatles and George Harrison consistently towards the end with Billy Preston and Eric Clapton, he would diffuse it by bringing in somebody because he. They all admitted that when somebody was in, the Beatles were closed sessions, and when somebody was brought in, they were all on their best behavior and always brought out the best in them. Well, and Ringo always says, no matter what was going down between them personally, when they were playing music, if it sounds good, it was good, you know, and you know, th that it worked. And, um, but Clapton just came, was, was reticent to do it. He, he had to have his arm twisted. I don't think Lennon was there. It was Paul McCartney, Ringo, and George and the the couple of takes I've heard of Guitar Gently Weeps before Eric was there are almost a, a different song almost. Mm -hmm. It's very acoustic based and, and everything. I don't think Paul had moved over to the piano yet. Uh, and from what I've read, that was, you know, they, they did that in an evening. Yeah. Well, what I like to play on the show is that Eric Clapton's solo track, just right. his guitar without the vocals, without anything else. And you hear there's a... A, a, a energy and a crackling that that's uh, that it, it's actually masked over when when everything else it's actually masked over when when everything else comes around it that acts like a yeah. cushion or a couch mm -hmm. and it's not as ferocious as when you hear it when alone so, isolated yeah and it's, it, it has been stated before but it's got to be stated again there was a fifth beetle and it was George Martin and he served them so well. Oh, 
What about you? What, do you have a favorite uh, Dylan, uh, a cover version uh, of a Dylan song? I have two that I like a lot that are very uh, regular mainstream, very easy to find. One is, I think that Johnny Winter just did this tremendous rendition of Highway 61. Yes. And that became a very important song for Johnny Winter. For, Absolutely. Uh, after Second Winter, you know, it's his second album on Columbia. It's yeah. a three-sided album. Right, just, right. Just that performance. That was a showcase for him, I think. Yeah, it really was. His slide guitar I mean, that was a Johnny Winter greatest hit. Yeah. Any version of that, but I, I certainly think that the studio version from the second winter is, is, is great. And the other uh, version of a song that I really like, I like two versions of the same song. Yeah. One is The Birds doing uh, My Back Pages. Yes. Uh, somehow, I just love what they did to it. The other version of the song that I love, and yeah. I thought was actually the highlight of the Bob Fest records, yeah. was the... Uh, the version of, of Younger Than Yesterday with you know, Roger McGuinn, Tom Petty, Neil Young, mm -hmm. Eric Clapton, yeah. Bob Dylan, George yeah, Harrison. My and that to me is a real treat and a rarity. A rarity when so many big name artists get together on a stage that the music is as good or better than the photograph. Usually it's just, oh, what a cool thing. These guys are on stage together. But yeah. rarely do you say they're on stage together and they played really well right. and it was really worthy. And I think that sort of, I'm taking a verse, you're taking a verse, that is the finest example of that on a record. From a listener's point mm -hmm. of view, how cool that was and how great the performance was. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, that there was a, 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 a show, I, I think it was a private show or something at the... I want to say the Palomino or something in, in Los Angeles. This is back in the late 80s. And it was Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Tom Petty, you know, all those people that ended up being the Wilburys. John Fogarty, who had been in retirement and was not playing Credence songs. And uh, you know, pe people asked him, why did you start playing Credence songs again? And it turns out that that night, Bob Dylan had said to him, you're going to play Proud Mary, right? And John, he didn't know that John does, doesn't do that. You know, it was a, the subject that you can bring up. But Bob Dylan brought it up. And John said, well, you know, I, I don't do any of that. And Bob Dylan said to him, he goes, you know, if you don't do Proud Mary, it's going to go down in history as an Ike and Tina Turner song. And John Fogarty said, that did it. That's, that's all it took. After all these years, of, I'm not going to pay his lines Zal to be every time. Dance. Every time I, right, Saul Zanz. Every time he goes... Every time I play one of those songs, I feel like I'm filling up that guy's caddy with a tank of gas. <laughs> and he said, but he said that all of it went away when Bob Dylan said that to him. He said That's it's like really he cleared the air, and he said he then uh, embraced everything again. Looking back upon my I could only have a love 
I also like with the Nile Rodgers that it's kind of, he makes up, it's, he doesn't literally do a Bob Dylan. He kind of makes up his version of Bob Dylan lyrics. And oh, do you know where he got that from? What? He got it from, there. I think it's either uh, Firesign Theater. Or, or National Lampoon. National Lampoon. Yeah, I think they it's National Lampoon. <laughs> right, and right. those are the lyrics he's using. Right, right. Those are the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like and, you know, Flo and Eddie used to have that. Well, Flo and Eddie were always great about things they'd say, you know, the, one of my favorite lines is they go, you know, sometimes it's a fine line between Joni and Yoko. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the, the Dylan thing, yeah, I, I don't know what his take is. I don't know what he's getting out of being on the road. I, it, it's, it's, it sounds, he, he has a great band. And, you know, I mean, he's had people leave and come back, like Charlie Sexton, you know, who is a pretty good guitar player. And, um, but, but and he has the you know the, the he Bob has said that the band he's had now for four or five years is he thinks the best band that's yeah. out there. Right. And he really believes What's that. What's your favorite Dylan cover? But there's a caveat. The caveat is. You mean it's Bob Dylan's song done by someone else? Correct. I think that we're gonna take all along the Watchtower off. It wouldn't be on mine anyway. It wouldn't be on yours. Yeah. See, I think that was so universally. Uh, oh, accepted it, 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 that Dylan did the Hendrix version on the before right. the Flood album. But uh, that's a, that's a Jimmy. I think Dylan said something along the lines of, at this point, he said, he said that that wasn't a special song or anything until Jimi Hendrix made it a special song. It, I, Bob Dylan said something along the lines of, it's more of a Jimi Hendrix song than it is his own song so, at this point. You, that wouldn't be in your list anyway. I thought that it might be. So give me a. A, a Dylan cover, somebody else doing a Dylan song somebody that else you doing, really enjoy. That, that I really enjoy. Well, I always liked uh, uh, the, just the two that pop off the top of my head are both by George Harrison. One is co-written with George Harrison uh, called I'd Have You Anytime, uh, the lead-off song on All Things Must Pass, which he wrote with Bob Dylan in uh, at Thanksgiving 1968. And he st spent the weekend or the week with Bob and his wife and kids and all that. And he said Bob was so hard that the way the lyrics came out, uh, very similar to the whole badge thing, is 
well, the song is called I'd Have You Anytime, and, so, and the, the lyrics are, let me in here, I know I've been here, let me into your heart, and all that. And it, George said, he wrote those lyrics, he said, because Bob just wasn't talking much. It's his way of trying to break the ice with him, and he said he wasn't sure if he was successful or not, because Bob didn't change. <laughs> you know, he just, they, he wrote with him and all that, but, but they ended up being uh, very good friends. The other song is a, an obscure Bob Dylan song called I Don't Want to Do It, that was, uh, George Harrison recorded it in 1985 during his recording hiatus. Dave Edmonds produced it. Dave Edmonds put the band together and it was on a soundtrack to Porky's Revenge of all things, which is actually a pretty good soundtrack album, believe it. You know, it's funny how that happens. You know, some, some movie that's like a nothing movie, but it's got a killer soundtrack. I mean, it, well, it happens, but, but both of those are, are very good, um, uh, unusual Dylan songs as done by somebody else, although Bob is a co-write with George Harrison. Mm -hmm. Crimson flames stare through my head, but
no clothes. Asked for Howard, where can I go? Howard said, man, ain't but one place I know. And uh, Sam said, tell me quick, man, I got to run.
about six months too long I want you so bad I can't hardly stand it I'm so tired And I'm all alone Won't some me together That's it I'm coming home to your And that's what we're talking about. 